Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May your five-year-old neighbor have all their violin lessons during all of your hangovers. And now, a brand new feature, Strange Insults from an Alien. May your mother come to talk to you, but then leave your door slightly ajar, so that you may have to get up and close it. A sex crime that occurred a while back at a, at a college. Uh, I learned about this through... Um, a somewhat fictionalized reenactment on a TV show. You know, the ones that say, you know, based on true events, but certain things have been changed, etc. Like, yeah. I think they, they they did a good job of trying to hide who the, this, what this, who this person was that this happened to, but uh, it was a high school football player who was being recruited to several colleges. Uh-huh. Uh, typically, what has been happening is the recruit would go to the colleges they set him up for the weekend. They'd put him in a frat house, let him party, show him all the uh, facilities. They'd schmooze him. They'd have pretty girls, you know, showing him around, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a whole fun weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the recruit will visit several colleges and before he makes up his mind. And the colleges spend a lot of money on that. So in this instance, the football player had already made up his mind to go to a certain college but he just hadn't announced it yet. But he was still making those trips to visit other colleges just because it was a fun, free pay vacation. And some of these colleges don't like that. It's like, this guy's coming here, and we're going to spend all this you know, money and time on him. We know he's not going to sign with us, but if we don't, then the next recruit isn't even coming. Yeah. So they get pissed off having to spend the time and energy. So in this one instance, they decided to teach this recruit a lesson. And they had him there for the weekend, and all the pretty girls were fawning over him. And then on the Saturday, they were showing him around the facility, and they took him into the the basketball uh, court, court, the indoor basketball. And it was two pretty girls that led him in and sat him down on a chair and put a blindfold on him and said that they were going to give him a blowjob with a blindfold on and that was going to make it you know fun and exciting so he grinned and said fine and he fell for this yes that smells like bullshit to me uh, right off the bat huh? it's like how come you girls couldn't have done that a little bit ago back private how come it has to be here uh-huh. so anyhow go ahead so they sit him down they blindfold him and the girls stand aside while a gay member of the cheer squad comes in and gives the guy a blowjob oh shit and they whip off the blindfold just as this recruit is coming. So the oh blindfold comes off and he sees him, himself ejaculating into a man's mouth. Oh boy. Yeah. And it just destroyed this kid. And he wound up killing himself. Wow. Yeah. But that was the cruel joke that the, the head football coach decided they should play on this guy to teach him a lesson. That was mean. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wow. I'd love to know which university that actually was, 
because that actually did really happen. But they're not really saying what it is. No, as the the show was changing the names of everything because apparently this never actually went to trial. It was all paid off and hushed up, and investigative reporters uncovered it. But it's at the point where the only people who could confirm that it really happened have already been paid. And they would have to give back their settlements if they said anything, so they won't. But this, Uh this poor kid was basically raped. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, I forgot to mention, the whole rest of the football team was watching when they whipped off his blindfold. Oh, my God. The whole team was there watching him come in another man's mouth. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The cruelty of college kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the coach coach being involved in it, too. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Just just because they were pissed off at spending some extra money. Well, I mean, in a system it's kind of like I, I, I'm familiar <laughs> with what you're talking about is is uh, it's been going on forever. They kind of got to just go along with it. Mm-hmm. It's just a little perk for yeah. certain players, and it's just the way it is. Yeah, when people start saying, "Well, it's just the way it's always done. It's the way everyone does it." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are a lot of things you could say that about. <laughs> no, there is. I know. I, I don't agree with it, but uh-huh. I mean that's just been what's you know. Yeah. Um, to go that extreme (laughs) defending something because we've always done it this way that's 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 BS I don't agree with it at all but the thing is they kind of hijack you after that and if you do deny one of them then the rest of them are like oh you're playing that game huh Mm -hmm. well okay then I I nailed somebody once who was saying you know oh we need to take this country back to to how it was when when our founding fathers you know wrote the Declaration of Independence. And I said, really? Back to a time where you could own black people and women couldn't vote? And she's like, um, oh. Uh, forget it. <laughs> Suddenly she couldn't defend that. Amazing. Sudden, I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what I meant was, like, that's no, the cry no, no. of the that fake liberal. That is what you meant until you said something. And yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, a, oh, wait a minute. I meant part of that. Yes, and, that's know. the cry of the fake liberal. Well, what yes, I meant was... Oh, what I meant was, yeah. <laughs> or, or that's how you took it. Uh, yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. We yeah, need, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One other thing I saw today, uh, I'm look, still looking for an in, uh, information on, is uh, apparently Bank of America is handling the sale of the Washington Commanders. Okay. Um, and Snyder wants... I wonder how come Bank of America... Did Snyder hand that over to him? Uh-huh. Because... Yeah. Okay. Now, Snyder wants to get $6 billion. That's what he's wanting to get. And I think he ought to get it because if you look at the the um, the prices, mm-hmm. the uh, um, the actual the value uh, price, of all the, the value of all the different yeah. teams, is probably right in line, I would say. They run from just under $4 billion to around just over $8 billion. Uh, Cowboys are the most expensive. And then I think something like the, the Texans or the Jags or the Titans or somebody is down near the bottom in value. Mm-hmm. Um, so $6 billion would put him in the upper 10, the top 10 of team values. But the potential is there. Now that they fixed the name and the logo, uh, the potential is there. They're in the same division as the Cowboys. They could yeah. definitely make a move. But... Bank of America has told Jeff Bezos, former Amazon executive, that they're not going to allow him to even submit a bid. 
Now, I wonder why that is. I don't know. That part I couldn't get to without, you know, joining the, paying for the subscription well, without the service really, or downloading their app or something. I, I'm not a big fan of Bezos. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what he possibly could have done to warrant that. As much as I don't like the guy, mm-hmm. he should have a right to buy it if he has the money. I'm guessing that the other NFL team owners realize that he's not going to play ball with how they want the league to go. You're right. And they're like, you know what, we're not going to do this because he's going to want to uh, do a different... He's going to want to sell, you know, videos of games on Amazon Prime and he's going to want to... Well, he's not with Amazon anymore, but... No, that's what I was going by. He's not with Amazon anymore. Whatever the NFL wants to do in the next 10, 20, 30 years with the league, apparently Bezos was not going to be on board with it. So they won't let him join. They're only letting people submit bids if they know that they're going to be on board with that they've already planned for the NFL. I believe, yeah, I completely believe yeah. that. So if when I start hearing, oh, fresh blood and you know new ideas and fresh innovation with this new ownership, you know, uh-uh. It's a bunch of BS. They're finding somebody who's going to go along and get along. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, no. I, as soon as I said that, I knew that Yeah. that's not what they're looking for. Mm, no. Uh-huh. no it's but, the same thing with head coaches. They say, oh, well, fresh perspective and, you know, new ideas. No, you, you pick a head coach because he's going to, you know, he's a good old boy that's going to do what the other guys always do and not going to make waves. Nah. It's all the happy, happy speak and the double speak they give us <laughs> when these things happen. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, well here, time for something a little more fun. Okay. Um, hang on. We will be right back here in a minute. Um, remember I told you a story about oysters and how they can change genders? Mm-hmm. I discovered earthworms are fun, too. You know, your typical earthworm that you can put on a hook oh, they and throw in. they can themselves. They're hermaphroditic, which means they have both male and female. Yeah, I remember. So when two earthworms get together, they are both being impregnated by the other and impregnating the other at the same time. Mm-hmm. How weird. The thing I want to know is, can an earthworm fuck itself? They can't. Uh, fertilize themselves. They need okay, another they, worm. They need another one. They okay. need another worm. But when they meet another worm, they both wind up pregnant. They both, yeah. So they're all by the both. other, and they both impregnate the other. So they're functioning completely as both genders. Wow. And, and also, you know, worms, if they get cut in half, they grow back. A lot each, of them do. Yeah. yeah. Each side can grow back. Mm-hmm. And here's the fun fact: God made earthworms this way on purpose, and He's fine with it. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. God is perfectly fine with a well, living creature that uh, is both genders simultaneously and can both impregnate and be impregnated. Well, I'll put it like this. How come, <laughs> how come a lot of Catholic uh, um, ministers, priests, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 clergy are fine with gay now when they weren't for years? Yeah. How come suddenly? Did God come out with a memo that I didn't see? Yeah, really. I mean, there is there is something in the Bible where it says you do not lay with another man as you would with a woman. Yeah, but what does that mean? I mean really? What does that really mean? That and, can... I, and I think for the lar- for the majority of human history, people have just been taking it upon themselves to punish the gays in God's exactly, place. Exactly, yeah. 
Now I think they're saying, uh, why don't we leave it to God, but in the meantime, we'll let them come to church and give us donations. Bingo. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. ding, 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 ding. Gays now have money. What get, that's what yep. you're getting what I'm getting at. And also, yep. another thing is, is they really wanted um, things to be left to them, houses and property. What mm-hmm. better demographic to do that? Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple that can't naturally reproduce. Yeah. Yeah. They won't have kids to leave it to. Yep. Come love the church. Yeah. Leave us all church your stuff. Church is like, come on in. It's fine. <laughs> oh, by the way, we have these different yeah. programs you can do. You it's know, like, you know, who, you know who lobbied the hardest for legalizing gay marriage was the wedding industry. Oh, I bet they did. Because that's an enormous amount of money to be made. Oh, shit. And they're like, legalize it already. We can make billions. And then we'll pay taxes on those billions in the feds. Like, a, ooh, wait a minute. You're right. Hang on, you just found our angle. <laughs> yes. There's the soft spot to any politician. We'll have more money and taxes to give you. Ding, 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 suddenly becomes a great idea. Swing. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, man, I got to reading up on this. Yeah. What a great idea. Uh, and then I came across an article about, uh, you, you've heard of it before, potassium bromate. I, I actually know a lot about this. Yeah. It used to be in soda pop. It was, uh, so, is it sodium bromination or bromination? Well, anyhow, basically, it's like a type of chlorine. Mm-hmm. And, and it's supposed to do different things, like not just sanitation, but also for consistency and uh-huh. uh, for um, leveling out a product, if you will. Making yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uniformity. Yeah. And I think they quit doing it in soda pop because the... I think it was brought up by somebody about bromination. You know, if you have a hot tub, use bromination tablets, bromine tablets. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Because you're trying to kill stuff. Yes. <laughs> it's only good in very, very, very diluted quantities, and then it isn't good to drink. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's okay for you to lay in, but it's still kind of, they still don't know how good it is for you to lay in the water that has too much bromination. If you've ever got a rash being in a hot tub, it's probably because of the bromine tablet. It was too much bromine, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this stuff is in our bread. In all the bread that they make and sell in the U.S., they put potassium bromate in it to make it uh, to make the bread a nicer texture and yeah. to rise up to a certain well, point. Um, the other night, we're at Justin Jim's, remember? Uh-huh. They have their homemade bread that does not have bromine in it. I, yeah. used, to, I used to help the guy make it uh-huh. on certain days. Now, that bread kind of crumbles. It's great. Mm-hmm. Right? It tastes fantastic, but it crumbles real easy. Mm-hmm. The reason it crumbles real easy is because it's a simple bread recipe. It yeah, just, it just doesn't have the good. additives in yes. it. <laughs> so if that was like uh, Wonder Bread, or let's say Manor mm-hmm. for anyone that lived in Kansas City a long oh, time yeah, and Manor has any bread. age on it at all, let's say Manor Bread, that would have the bromination process mm-hmm. in it because it makes it like really... More firm, more consistent, uh-huh. easier to slice, what have you. Yeah. And you see, none of this makes it any better for you to eat. No. It just makes it more appealing for you to buy. You see, and they don't care about that because for years people didn't even know they put it in there. I didn't uh-huh. know they put it in there until you said something. Yeah. I'll never read the back of a bread package, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, actually, I don't eat that much bread. but True, yeah. Um, but in Europe, it's been banned from being put in bread because uh, potassium bromate breaks down into cancer-causing chemicals. And 
the attitude in Europe has been growing over the years that you know we're not going to let you put this in our bread to poison this just because it looks better and you can sell more of it. Mm-hmm. And now the call is going out worldwide. You need to stop making bread makers everywhere. Make them stop putting this this poison in. I mean, it is a poison. It is. You can look at it, and whenever you see it on the uh, on the container, uh-huh. the bromine tablets, it has the poison symbol. Skull and crossbones. Yes. Yeah. You call poison control. They know all about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. what does it have? Oh, it has a skull and crossbones. Get to the emergency room right yes. now. You know, it doesn't bring that with you. It doesn't yeah. mean it's pirate time. It means that you're going to die. Yeah, if you don't get yeah. help, and you might die anyhow. So, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if all the food products were required to show you exactly everything they put in that has nothing to do with how healthy the food is? It has all to do, all, all it does is make it more appealing and easier to sell. It'd be like, here's the three ingredients that are actually good for you, and here's the 15 that just make it more easy to sell it to you that actually will probably kill your kidney tomorrow. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome if we could yeah. see that? Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's ridiculous the amount of trust that we put in the people that are selling us food. When we should actually not have trust. Food. This is food we eat every day that we put in our bodies. And we just look at it and say, oh, we trust them. They have our best interest at heart. If they had an ingredient (laughs) list and what the complications that this could be from uh, Mm. digesting it and what it does for the product, people would be outraged. Yeah. Or maybe not. Because in Europe for a long time, the cigarette packages were required that the brand could have a very small part of the packaging to advertise their logo and their brand. But the majority of the packaging had to be words to the effect of smoking will kill you or this product causes death, you know, and a big skull and crossbones and shit. And they started packaging all cigarettes that way and sales went up. I actually do remember that mm-hmm. because I have been to Europe yeah. a few times, and I do remember cigarette packs saying, this will kill you. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much it. This will kill you. And the, the cigarette companies were like, no, we put all this you know, marketing into our brand and the colors and the way it looks. And turns out that doesn't matter at all. People bought more of them when it said specifically on it, this is going to kill you. And they're like, cool, sign me up. <laughs> I'll take three of them. So, you know, if we had lists on the bread packaging that said all the things in the bread that was going to kill you, people probably wouldn't care. I'll, I'll take five. Yeah. <laughs> let me stuff some in my three-year-old's mouth. Well, let me put it like this. <coughs> How many people have you known in your life? Hey, do you want? You have anything you want to say? Come on over. Want to join in? Oh, what part of Canada? Right up the middle. Oh, right up the middle? No, I have a... I have a lot of relatives in Canada, London, Kitchener, and uh, Woodstock. We're in Saskatchewan. Oh, oh, you're over there. Okay. Oh, you're way, way, way up there. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, welcome. What brings you here? Uh, traveling. Wanted to see Kansas City. Never been here. We're on a conference in Chicago. Oh, okay, cool. What's your podcast about? Just pretty much everything. Yeah, it just depends. We have multiple subjects every podcast, and we just talk about things that are current, not current. doesn't matter. Got a couple of big stories on Black History Month we're going to do. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, check us out. Send us an email. Let you know. Let us know what you think. 
we we do here a lot, but we do some remotes. Uh, we go to Nashville occasionally to a coffee yeah. shop. We've uh, we're going to be down at Union Station next spring when they have the NFL draft. Oh, we're going to nice. be on Podcast Row there. Yeah, we, so we're, yeah. Wherever we wherever they're not going to throw us out, we'll try yeah. to get in. That's about it. So, yeah. What's your name? Oh, very nice to meet you. I'm Mark. This is Topher. I want to thank you. Thank you. I want to thank thank the entire nation of Canada for Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you take the good with the bad. <laughs> they canceled each other out. You guys are neutral now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, safe travels. Enjoy the city. Excellent. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, I want to get my uh, passport uh, renewed so I can go to Canada. Because I've been, I was there one, a couple times as a little kid because I grew up in Rochester, New York, and that's real close. Um, and then I went once on a like a vacation with my kids went up to British British Columbia and that was beautiful but I'd like to see a lot more of Canada and uh, used to be you could just drive great. across I love but, Canada now you can't yeah it's smart you got to you got to have all the documentation it's just the smart way to do it Canada's a fun place but you got to know Canada a little bit to be there you have mm. to do your research to get the most out of it because if you go there on the surface it's going to look very boring mm. But if you don't go there on the surface, and you actually, like me, I have a lot of relatives there, uh-huh. they can direct you to the really cool places besides Niagara Falls. Yeah. You know, like uh, one place that my cousin uh, Metaxas uh, took us to was this place called Alora. Oh, wow. Alora is, was an old mining town, and it's really cool because they have a bunch of, like, breweries and stuff. It kind of reminds you of Eureka Springs a little bit. A lot oh, of hills. I see. Yeah. A lot of trees. And they have an old mill there. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. Mm. And that was a lot of fun. And we went there and a lot of other places. But you really need, like, a a book that will tell you this or people that live there. And I suggest the people are very nice. You just talk to some people there on what... All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, babbling brook, ocean waves, and roaring river for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Coming up, blast from the past. This is where we take old shows and incorporate them into new shows. Because you fucks refuse to go get it. It, it kind, of, kind of like the same trajectory as uh, Jim Morrison. Yeah. Who was never really destined to be a long-term rock star. He was kind of... He didn't really want it. He was no, tortured. He no, was like... He didn't, he didn't want the fame, the publicity, the big crowds. He was he trying was, to get his message out, and he was good yeah. with that. And then, like, people... He was, was? Who? He was uh, Navy Admiral, wasn't he? You know which mission he was in? Uh-huh. The Gulf of Tonkin, which is what brought us into the Vietnam War. Wow. You know, when the Gulf of Tonkin commission ended... Has it ended? It ended. Oh. Do you know which day it ended? The day Jim Morrison died. No shit. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're, we're, uh, we're, doing a, we're doing a podcast, okay? Oh, Just to let you know. What's your name? Brent. 
Brandon, nice to meet you. I'm Marcus Christopher. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's obviously, like the whole 60s movement, the entire countercultural thing, uh -huh. entirely CIA influence. Oh yeah. yeah no kidding. There's a documentary on that how the CIA introduced drugs, specifically hallucinogens, into the pop music to try to control it. Oh no, I didn't know that. To try yeah, to wipe out the like, protest part of it. Right, but if you look at like the whole movement was specifically to get the anti-war crowd into deadheads. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so they like infiltrated everyone with drugs, and you know all of the they put on Woodstock. And if you look at the paternal lineages of most of the popular culture and music at the time, Mamas uh -huh. and the Papas, Jimi Hendrix, a lot of military parents, all military intelligence parents. Holy wow. That is, and it's pretty ridiculous. That was kind of a warm up for what was it, the 80s when the CIA sold crack, crack yeah. to fund yeah. the culture uh, yeah. of war? Yeah, I mean, uh, like again, ever since JFK was assassinated, the CIA has been running the world. Now, what's your opinion on that, if you have a minute? I mean, uh, like, well, the kill shot was obviously done by the driver of the car, which is why Jackie Onassis crawled out of a moving vehicle while there were snipers present, because there wouldn't be any other explanation to crawl out of a moving vehicle with snipers unless the shooter was in the car. So, that makes perfectly great sense, yeah, doesn't it? So it's not like some guy in the gutter or anything. It was the guy, it was the driver with a pistol. The guy, it wasn't the guy in the grassy knoll. No, 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 no. no. It, was, yeah. it was the fucking driver. No, they, they the created the these theories to throw everybody yeah. off, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and again, the whole point was for, uh, was it J. Edgar Hoover who became the, um, the yeah. CIA director? Or yes. Right after that? Yeah, yeah, so that's no, he was FBI. Yeah, or was it FBI director? Yeah. No, J. Yeah, that's right. FBI for, for, yeah. But, yeah, I think Who was, was CIA then? Um, I'm not, not sure exactly, um, but, like, again, it's a giant, you know, it's a giant play. Every president is selected. They're not elected. Uh, we agree 100%. Are you familiar with the fact that every president except for the eighth president, Martin Van Buren, is related by blood to the same man? I've heard that, but I didn't know that it's, was his true. His name is John Lackland Plantagenet, and he signed the Magna Carta. So every single, every single U.S. John. president. I'm related to King John. How come I'm not president? <laughs> <laughs> You're not evil enough. Oh, yeah, you, you have to fall into the, you have to be a 33rd degree. A 33rd, yeah, I do know what you're talking about there. What was that? Glad I didn't. Yeah, I'm glad you stuck around and talked. You know, this is, I told you this is a place to do a podcast. This is. The most interesting people show up here. Yeah, man, it's it's really interesting. If you look into, another thing Because that's where the record producer used to live, exactly. and then he moved. 
Correct. So he, yeah. he had the layout of the of the building because but he was there before when the record producer. But I don't believe that's his actual motivation for why he targeted that particular place. Oh no! Go ahead, by all means. Well, because again, you have to realize that like the entire anti-war crowd, uh, the military intelligence attempting to turn them into like murderous deadheads. Uh -huh. That's why they put him forth with those with those you know things. Because he didn't kill anyone. Like he didn't. No, he didn't. And that they had a hard time. Stuntman Shorty Shay. Yeah. But yeah, that whole that whole Vincent Bugliosi helter skelter theory. Yeah, exactly. Utter yeah. bullshit. Absolute utter bullshit. Yeah. And Manson was quoted as saying, "I am okay if you convict me, but convict me for the right reasons, right. not this stupid helter skelter crap. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Convict yeah. me for the real reasons." Because I, because yeah, he didn't kill anyone. He, but again, I, I believe he was put in that place because of who he knew. Because he was like, he had a lot of friends. Oh, in he the, had a scene. bunch of influential yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. he was a pretty good musician, but he couldn't yeah. get a, couldn't get a record deal. So many people came in and out. What was the deal with him and the Beach so Boys? Easy to infiltrate. What was, what was the deal between him and the Beach Boys? I just Beach remember trying to get him a recording deal. Yeah. Well, we're going to introduce him to what was the guy's name? Dennis. Dennis uh, O'Leary. O'Leary. Mitchell. 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 Oh, hey, I'll be right back. Actually. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, I just, I just got to deliver this. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Awesome. No, to check it out, though, I just want to finish that one thought. So, to make all the hippies look like lunatics, that's obviously the the purpose of the Manson trial, and. Um, and yeah, yeah, and obviously, like Jim Morrison's father was running the Gulf of Tonkin, setting up the Vietnam War, and it decommissioned on the same day that he died. Right. Uh -huh. uh, the 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 big blue bus, Timothy Leary, the Deadheads, the the whole that whole acid movement, um, all CIA direct connections. Um, the, the entire counterculture was, in, in and of itself, was was manufactured for sure. 100%. That would tend to explain why it was so seemed so easily successful, right? Yeah, it didn't absolutely. Run into a lot of serious opposition until it was time for it to run. That's a great point. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah. And, and even though some of those guys are brilliant, they're still they still got someone in their back pocket. You know what I mean? Like, I love. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, not too much weird, but um, the other one is uh, McKenna, Terrence McKenna. Oh, I love Terrence McKenna's work, but like, you know, who's funding his his discourses, you know? And uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, uh, I, I gotta remember the name. I'm gonna look up the name of the Air Force building in Laurel Canyon, uh -huh. from which all of this manifested from. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, because obviously they tried to play it as like Kate Ashbury, but that was like some Jerry Garcia like made up bullshit, bullshit yeah. for for the you know for the narrative to be pushed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let me just drop this food off. Okay. Here now. All right. Cool. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I have seen it. That documentary. It's either on Amazon Prime or Netflix, but it's you know CIA, CIA drugs counterculture movement. And it, I haven't watched it yet, but it lays out how it was it was orchestrated to control them. Mm -hmm. you know, imagine the panic in Washington where all these students rise up and they're making effective change. Well, they're actually swaying public opinion. Yeah, and the thing is, is the first they tried to discredit. Yeah. 
and, and like, oh, you know, those crazy drug-taking hippies. But then when that didn't work, they had to go to different actions. And, yeah, they, and, they couldn't just say, well, they're all potheads. Hey, you can't trust the potheads. Well, they made sense. And they were telling the truth. So, uh, actually, people didn't give a shit mm. whether they were potheads or not. No. They're like, these guys make more sense than you guys do. But think about it. In the 60s, 20 years earlier, pot was... was not legal, but very widespread. 20 yeah. years before that, and it was legal. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, why would people get bent all of a sudden over people smoking pot? Well, because movies like Reefer Madness. Yeah, Reefer Madness was a big one there. Yeah. Yeah, that was all uh, William Randolph Phillips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he wanted his timber holdings to retain their value, so yeah. he had to destroy the possibility of him. That's yeah, a paper crop. And, and you saw um, Henry Ford's hemp car, right? Have you seen that? Yeah. I mean, an entirely hemp plastic vehicle that ran on hemp oil. And in, it was in the 30s. You know? So, like, they were obviously... They made gasoline obsolete at that time. Well, the original diesel engine was designed to run on biodiesel. Yeah. It was yep. not... It was... It was, this, it was peanut oil, right? Yeah. It was peanut oil. something yep. that was alternative... Well, as a matter of fact, you can run a car on hydrogen. They have hydrogen cars. Yeah, well, hydrogen on demand is a separate type of hydrogen, which is actually uh, what the CIA has been murdering inventors about over the last 20, 30 years. Uh Some guy made a water-powered buggy, and he was poisoned during a meeting with uh, some, like, I forget which bureau, but it was an agency of, of America. Yeah. And uh, he, he was poisoned. He ran out into the parking lot, screamed, I've been poisoned, and then he died. And he was the one who invented a hydrolysis mechanism that could split water into hydrogen and oxygen gas. And then he, he set up a series of bubblers so it didn't accumulate too much in the engine to cause, like, problems. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, that's basically all it is. You, you, you make electrolysis plates, you run uh-huh. water through it, you split the atoms into, or you split the molecules into uh, hydrogen and oxygen gas, uh-huh. and then you burn the hydrogen and oxygen gas, but you only make as much gas as you need to propel the vehicle, so you don't have an accumulation. Yeah, you don't have an accumulation. You can actually run that experiment yourself. My, my oldest brother did that. He put uh, two wires down into some water and sealed a jar, and then he ran a current through those wires. Yeah, it's called a Hoffman apparatus. That's and then the, he just he just waited, and and you know, each day I'd look at it, the water level had gone down a little bit, but it's, the water wasn't leaving the jar; it was just turning into hydrogen and oxygen, free hydrogen and free oxygen. That's pretty freaking cool. Burned out that little motor because it wasn't designed for that. But <laughs> you can get like a hundred miles to the gallon of water. Wow. Yeah, that's how powerful it is. That's why they don't want you to hear about it. Oh, yeah. Another cool thing is, it's water. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you can also use seawater because it needs an electrolyte anyway. So you you don't even have to desalinate. It's kind of amazing. But, of course, the uh, Rockefeller petrol standard oil cabal conglomerate is, like, you know, enforcing their... Well, they demonized it. Oh, that doesn't work. The cigarette industry was has been suppressing the marijuana industry for decades. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they started out with their reefer madness stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, man, it, you know, how absurd that, well, if you, uh, if um, if a black man smokes a pot, he's going to come rape your white dog. Yeah. What a, <laughs> yeah, what a fucked up premises. That's stupid, racist, ignorant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the idea of just, like, anything from nature being outlawed is... It is, it's, it's absurd, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It, especially when you have nature pushed on everybody right now, mm-hmm. you know, it, everything they do is organic, and 
fresh and local. And, I like I like Carlos Santana's viewpoint on on that. Is you know anything from nature, he, he's okay taking like peyote, mescaline. Yeah. Um, it, when it gets he, bad is when man like, screws with it. Yeah, he said created things like LSD won't touch it. Yeah, heroin that's been so processed, and cocaine has been so heavily processed, Meth. chemically, <laughs> made, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I can go pick a, a plant and smoke it, that's, that's fine. You know, that's, that's as far as I want to go. Oh, they found something. Okay, so it's called Lookout Mountain Laboratory. Okay, and it became operational exactly 666 weeks and six days after the founding of the Tavistock Institute and 3,303 days before the launch of Apollo 11. And this is the alleged to be the film location of Stanley Kubrick's version of the moon landing. I'll be damned. And uh, it's, um, the, the Wonderland murders happened on the anniversary of this building. It happened on September 20th. And um, wow. there's some Wonderland connections in there too. You know, that. From all the cop shows I if watch. you have time, I want to expand on a couple of things. I want to get your version on this because you're very well read and you have a wide mind. You know, you're yeah. accepting a lot of different ideas. I, 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 the, the solution to it all that holds everything together seems to be this thing called gematria. Uh -huh. And gematria is basically a secret language hidden within language in which an alphanumeric, a numerical value uh -huh. to a word is established based on the arrangement of letters. So A is the first letter of the alphabet, so it's one. Z is the last letter of the alphabet, so it's number 26. Then you, you add the, the letters and the words together and you get a numerical value. Yeah, because everything is numerology. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And then so what they do is they take the value of these words and then they correlate them with the distance between dates in the Gregorian calendar. So, you, you for instance, like... Um, one example, the word earthquake equals 107, okay? Okay. And this company uh, named Robin Hood Markets, it's uh -huh. founded in the San Francisco Bay Area. It was founded on the anniversary of the San Francisco, um, the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Is this is it this was, the one that has the app and all that? The Robin yeah, yeah, Robin Hood, the one that's in the news recently. Yes, yeah. 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 The, the Jamie okay. Short Squeeze stuff and all that. Yeah. So Robin yeah. Hood is actually... Um, was founded on the 107th anniversary of the earthquake in San Francisco, and the word earthquake equals 100. Okay, now why would, what's your opinion on why they would do that? Um, well, I mean, that's a much larger kind of disassociated thread from what we're talking about uh, in relation to the Golden Gate Bridge, but, um, and it's like hidden meanings, but again, the reason why they're doing these things in sequence and uh, in numerical order has to do with, um, I mean, the creation of the universe, it goes back to, it's it's allegedly like, you know, God created the, wor uh, the word, and then he said, let there be light. Mm. So the, the word being the foundation to the physical reality, okay, is what is referenced here. It's the same stuff that they're doing when they're reading the Torah, uh -huh. and they're trying to come up with the numerical calculations of the Torah, because it's, it's more regularly known in Hebrew that a letter is equal to a number. Like it's it's already identified, but in in English it's been yeah. like suppressed heavily. Mm -hmm. And um, but like many people talk about it, like Manly P. Hall mentions it. Uh, more, 
a lot of people in the Theosophical Society, people who understand like the the, um, the bridging of the gaps between science and spirituality, the reason they're doing it is because of the nature of this universe and how it is numerically fashioned and, and through the word of God. And that's what they're trying to like connect with. They're trying to like do the work of God, but like they're inverting it. I, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Inverting the principles. And I've heard stuff like along the lines, not quite what you're going into, but I've heard this for a long time about how they try to replicate it and do the and break everything down into numbers. Even commercials on TV use numbers to sell, whether it's flashing or what they say according to their value. You, yeah, are you familiar with what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I am. I, I follow it uh, religiously. They, but... they call it something. Um, there's a term that they use regularly in it that they put into commercials and even TV shows. You know, like product placement. Say this is a Pepsi cup, okay? And like, let's say it's the new uh, Batman movie coming out. Pepsi pays them a lot of money to have this cup next to Batman. Mm -hmm. But they do subliminally yeah. without you knowing it right. with flashes, yeah, numbers, everything. And it all anyone that could decode it can tell you what it's actually trying to get across to you. Yeah, and if you learn Gematria, you can see that pretty much every major established institution uses this code in order to conduct their schedules. And because they're trying to match everything up with like the greater cosmos. Yes. Like they're trying to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that's what creates manifestation. If you're in, in phase with the greater cosmos, then you literally become identical to it energetically. Well, I was, I was wow. going to say earlier, with all the talk shows I watched, anniversary dates are a big deal. I mean, that's how they catch a lot of criminals in real life. Because anniversary oh, yeah. dates are a big deal and they mean a lot to a lot of people. Yes. So, someone who would dismiss that as, oh, anniversary day is just coincidence. Well, no, we, live, we live in a society that everything's an anniversary anyhow. It's like you get with your uh, girlfriend or significant other or whatever. The time you meet them is an anniversary. The time you started dating is an anniversary. The time you uh, propose is an anniversary. The time you get married is an anniversary. Like anniversary of someone's death. Yeah. Anniversary of so God's death. Here's Jim Morrison as an example. This is a decode done by someone on Twitter by the name of Brother Berg. His handle is Extra Capsa, and this is his work. Um, but so for Jim Morrison as an example, he was 330 months, three weeks, and three days old on his final night alive, which was exactly three months and three weeks after he moved to Paris, and 33 months, three weeks, and three days before the death of his girlfriend, who found him in the bathtub. And, and she didn't really find him in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the bathtub's a very interesting thing, too. I mean, a lot of people have died in bathtubs, like uh, Whitney Houston died in a bathtub. Elvis was a shitter, though, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. yeah. The, well, those it was a bathtub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him up. Yeah, it so was. There, a there is a symbol behind the bathtub thing. There definitely is. I'm, I'm not 100. percent Come on, we all know he's trying to rub one out. That's how it yeah. died. Come on. Well, there's also like a lot of weird deaths recently too, of like people being hanged on their own doorknobs. Yes. Which is yeah. Like, what I mean from and Epstein. You can always blame it on. You know, well, Epstein wasn't a. Yeah. Epstein yeah, wasn't a doorknob. Epstein was uh, right. allegedly. But, but even then, from, yeah, yeah, there was no like, doorknob where he was. But like, but you know what I'm saying? How like, the fuck still, does that happen? It doesn't. It doesn't. Michael it's Hutchins a from NXS. Oh, he was uh, one of the first ones. David Carradine. Yes, David guy. Carradine. Yeah, and then a lot of those guys like Kate Spade and uh, Anthony Bourdain and um, uh, Chris Cornell. I'm pretty sure they were all hung by their doorknob with a black with a black tie. Uh, or a black piece of cloth yeah, from the doorknob. Like what yeah, is a symbol? Yeah. yeah, 
So, but I mean, that goes the, the way if you follow this, because uh, like again, gematria isn't just like it's every institution. It's it's how they script sports, for instance. It's how uh, all Masonic sports are scripted: baseball, uh, football, basketball, and um, those are all occulted astrological rituals like basketball for instance represents the ball represents pisces which if you look at the basketball it has the symbol of pisces on it, it looks like an h oh it really does and then the symbol for aquarius is an urn which is what the hoop is so it represents the age of aquarius going into pisces or sorry the age of pisces going into the age of aquarius and but again they're doing it in a way that they're two teams with two goals so they never actually progress so like you know, it creates a dualistic opposition that allows for no progress, and that's exactly what sports is all designed for. Uh, football, again, the shape of the football is called a vesica Pisces. Uh, okay, it's all it all is like Kabbalistic uh, and astrological references um, that bring everything in, and then uh, everything with sports is scripted, um, like who is traded when, and who breaks their leg during what game. You know that it's just—it's incredible. Well, basketball has been the most, most notorious because it has been admitted that yeah. they influence games at the very least. Right, and and so an interesting thing outside of that to bring the basketball into the whole death rituals is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant um, died right before the coronavirus pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Just and, right before. And he, he was buried in Corona Del Mar. He was. Yeah. And he, he was. was. Yeah. That's right. And uh, yeah, there's a ton of shit with Kobe Bryant. His. Uh, I, I can't think of it all. Well, right supposedly now. he was part of the elitist. The uh, he's in the Boulay Society. Like, yes, uh, most most every black person that's in the public eye has. Well, gone like the uh, what's his name married to? Uh, uh, oh, we're hitting maximum recording time. Um, I think it's an hour. But uh, uh, okay, uh, like uh, damn it, I forgot his name. Uh, Joe Camel. <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, you're talking got, about the goat you're talking oh, about? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, the goat, too. <laughs> talking about the um, the guy that looks like Joe Campbell that is married to Beyonce. Uh, oh, uh, it looks like uh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, yeah. Yeah. Jay yeah. Well, Jay-Z's a good example of what we're just talking about. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, with his, yeah. his He's always doing the symbolism yeah. and all that, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, very, and very, he's, very, like, Beyonce really in your face about it. Beyonce is really interesting, too, because uh, she has she's one of the few people who has, who has actually claimed that the person that she is when she's on stage is actually not her, yes. but a demon that possesses her. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? There have been a lot, of, she, a lot yes. of performers and musicians coming out talking about the rampant pedophilia and... Satanism. Well, what about our government? Well, yeah, I mean, that goes back to Lady Gaga, Macaulay Culkin. It goes to his power that it possessed by ruining a child. Not killing him, but killing him. Well, it has to do It has to do with a lot with the mechanics of disassociative identity disorder, primarily. Because what they're doing is they're actually, this is the method by which they create mentoring candidates. He just so, made yeah. a little bit of sense out of it right there. Yeah. So what they're doing okay. is they're sodomizing children before the age of three or five so that they can have an electrostatic charge that fractures their brain stem and creates multiple personality disorder. It's literally using Kundalini against a person. And it's it's forcing them into a spiritual experience before they're ready for it, which literally electrophysiologically shatters their brain stem. I got a question for you real quick because I want to get this in on the podcast. Yeah. Is it satanic? Satanic ritual abuse has to do with, um, Satan represents usually like separation, right? Like 
the principality of separating yourself from God, you know? And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they call it satanic ritual abuse. Um, whether or not all the deep practitioners are worshiping Satan directly, that's, like, up for debate. Because, again... Uh, They're doing it for their own reasons. Yeah, and, again, most of them probably are ignorant, and most of them are probably just being told to do a certain thing in order to get a certain, you know, cause and effect. Like, you do this, we'll give you this amount of fame, or we'll give you this contract for this number of, you know, whatever. Um, but a lot of people lose... Uh, what the satanic elite want in their followers is broken people who mm -hmm. have their closest thing to their hearts taken away from them so that they can maintain control. For instance... Um, Eric people can't organize. Yeah, and like Eric Clapton's yeah. son yep. who died, right? Yeah, the baby. Yeah, exactly. So, like, just stuff like that. They take whatever's closest to you in order to propagate your fame in, in their institutions. Um, Satan, Luciferian stuff, that's, that's like, I mean, that's more occult, and I don't, I, I think it's completely and utterly real. I do too. In its own regard, but it's just the way that people are interfacing with it may or may not be entirely, right. like, there's some people that are just using it for their own ends without really believing anything. 100%. It's, everything is inversion, because again, darkness has no creativity. You are currently listening to Deep Sky. This is a name we came up with this guy because uh, he really doesn't want to be identified. Um, anyhow, he's very entertaining. He has a lot of information. He's very intelligent. Whether you believe it or not is up to you, but there's no doubt the guy's intelligent and he's very entertaining. So just like us, enjoy. You can unravel it all later. Whatever. The sigil here of Lucifer connected with Satan overlaid on the four Kabbalistic worlds. So this, for instance, here, this is the uh, the Devil Tarot card. Mm -hmm. And you notice, like, the, the geometries here, the horns, the staff here, this wing here, this uh, pentagram here with the wings here, and the VS, right? Mm -hmm. so, now, if you, so if you take the sigils, right, you get the V from the Lucifer, the S from the Satan, Okay, you get the uh, the wing and the staff of fire here and here. Mm -hmm. You get the the tail here, tail here. Okay, you have the crown, which is uh, if you look here, it looks exactly like a goat. Oh wow! And uh, the goat face right here. Uh huh. Okay, and you have these like this like, but there's also this like superior being where he kind of looks like a, a jester, where it has two eyes, a nose, a mouth here. Mm. That, wow. that, that to me is like really awkward to look at because it's very similar to something I've seen during DMT experiences, which is very trippy. Um, but but this is the devil card. Like the devil tarot is the using the seals. No, no, I'm very and, familiar with it because I know people that use the tarot cards. And anyhow, they always describe to me the devil card is more about vices, what gets in your way, what what bothers you, which is in stone songs. They're, uh, the devil represents the lords of the gate of matter. So really what he's doing is he's he's the one who decides who gets to be real and who doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. so the people have, yeah. people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, right. I mean, everything's inverted for the most part. Uh, okay. So like, I mean, but again, the devil, yeah. The de Satan is the king of the world. And that's what all of the occultists are, are believing. And that's why they worship him. Because 
he's actually the king of this realm. Well, yeah. If you look, if you look at it and you believe it to scripture, this he is the king of the world. Look at everything. You go out there in Kansas City, and how many people are getting murdered? How many people are cheating on other people? How many people are backstabbing them? Human trafficking. This world is shit. Yeah. Look look over there in uh, you know in uh, Ukraine right now. And and this is the and this is the dumbest state um, in the sense that it's the only one dumb enough to have two federal reserve locations. But uh, but yeah, it's just like uh, that's actually a good point. It's it's pretty ridiculous if yeah. you ask me that like how much they buy into it. And uh, but yeah, look at all these demonic sigils. So this is Baal. Okay, Baal fits perfectly. Uh huh. Right. This is uh, Lucifer. Coincidentally, you know, I I noticed Baal being used in movies um, here recently. Baal is the um, is the As, is the king of. of hell basically yes he's, he's the ruler of the seven he's like the demon demons. of demons yes, yeah exactly. and he's been used in several movies i wish i could remember what the name of them were as the bad character yeah as the as totally the, uh, i mean anything with the with the root word ball like b-a-a-l or b-a-l-l basketball baseball uh like no, they're all never like, thought about ball. that it's ball Ball is like world yeah and it's yeah. sphere it's a sphere yeah. too and if you notice anything about like geometry and power uh, spheres are horrible shapes for energetic, energetic flow. Yeah, that's true. They're, they trap. Energy. They like yeah. They're like a stopping point. Yeah, really. what, what the egg would be the preferred geometry for resonance of yeah. life force energies. So, uh, so the balls are very restrictive. Even the also the other thing too is uh, you just follow the black cube, right? Like if all the um, all of the Abrahamic religions, they're symbols. Okay, you have the um, Christians, which worship the cross, mm-hmm. you have the Jews, which worship the star, uh-huh. and you have the Muslims, which worship the moon. Yep. But the Muslims also have a black cube that they, the Hajj, that they that they worship around. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a black cube, just a straight. I knew black about cube. the crescent, but I had no idea. About right. It. Okay. But if, so check it out, though. Um, where else do you see the black cube? If you turn a cube on its diagonal and you spin it, you get a six-pointed star, like the Jewish symbol. And if you take mm-hmm. a cube and you unfold it. You get a cross. Wow. So every Abrahamic religion is worshiping the black cube of Saturn. Uh-huh. Saturn represents Satan. Satan represents the archetypal forces that hold everything down into matter. So the reason they're worshiping hexagons is because that is the shape that traps life force energy into a position. So there is a matrix here that's based wow. on hexagrams that's keeping us from exiting the matrix. And the recycling process is called reincarnation. So we're being reincarnated in a false prison matrix on a local level because some overlord has taken over this region of space and created a mechanism by which our souls cannot escape and they get reinserted into this. And they also lose their memory every time they incarnate, which is not a normal process apparently. Yeah. Uh, so the Indians have known about this for a long time. Oh, the, they've, the been, they've been they've been on yeah. Yeah, yeah Indians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah, and also too though, the Native Americans have uh, and have a lot of stories. Um, the Hopi, especially, the Hopi know a lot about like the origins of things. Uh, they they know the the ant people, but the ant people could very well be the same people that the Bible is written about. But they're mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I believe that the uh, the the lineage of the Old Testament, the Bible, is actually the bloodline of the colonizers of this planet um so like they're not the good guys like the christians are worshiping yahweh and yahweh is satan and his brother is lucifer and um so 
Enlil Yahweh, the, the Old Testament God, is archetypally indistinguishable from Satan. Wow. And um, and his brother is actually the, the progenitor of the human race because it was his DNA that created the people. Okay. His name is Anki. Hello. You ever seen the movie Prometheus? I'm just talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember sure the is. beginning where that guy goes down to that planet and he dissolves himself so his DNA will create life on that planet? Yeah. That's kind of a, a like a simplified version of what what you were just saying. The movie Prometheus. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 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 Where the guy dissolves and his DNA seeds the planet. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. That that has to do with the Osiris story and like the but it's but it's predominantly it comes from the Anunnaki, which are from Nibiru. Uh, which uh, they have a caste system, and they are lizard people. Like they, they look like amphibians. So, um, like the ancient Sumerian statues of these frog-looking entities—that's like an actual depiction of what these entities. Are. Doctor Who, slightly different note, a little bit. You All these the people with with these uh, with uh, their luggage with them, getting ready to go back home, wherever. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, this, oh, yeah. This, big basketball. Yeah. Tournament. I mean, like right there, there's someone with luggage. Yeah. The, for the this, ball game. this town's very sports enthusiastic, which. Uh, yeah, face it, we got nothing else. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's really a sad thing. I've, been, I've lived here for a year now, so it's like. And it's, it's starting to wear on me a little bit. Where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles. So, oh, okay. So, so I'm, yeah, like going backwards on the. That would make trail. sense on your <laughs> yeah. expanded. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a cult capital of the world. Yeah, yeah it is. So Always much. has been. Yeah, that, yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. In Pasadena especially, it's like the Theosophical Society is there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just all these amazing cult. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Scientology is, is there. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And they're fucking like, they're really Well, we got a big hub of them now here in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen the building here. It's yeah. not anything compared to the real estate they have in Los Angeles. Well, it's funny it's, because it's I see how they lure people. During winter, they have this winter wonderland out there. Yeah. It has these big candy canes and these giant elves and stuff. Come on in. Bring your kids on in. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I get it, man. It's, it's really funny. I mean, like... No different than a mega church. Yeah. I mean, but look yeah. at look at what these churches are doing. I mean, look at fucking Christian, Christmas. Look at Christmas. What in the fuck do the it's symbols pagan of Christmas just... have? It's actually from a uh, mushroom cult. It's entirely based on a, an Egyptian Osirian mushroom cult. That really? worships the Amanita Muscaria, the red and white mushroom. I'll kill you. <laughs> Every single symbol for Christmas is uh, is an Amanita Muscaria symbol. So, um, so Amanita Muscaria grows. Uh, they, mushrooms bloom at night, so you would naturally go at the longest night of the year, which is December twenty first, uh-huh. and then you would go hunting. You would bring a reindeer in order to go hunting with it because they sniff out the mushrooms and they eat the mushrooms, and then they pee out the mushrooms, and then you drink the pee and you get a. Uh, what people would do to get stoned. I know, that's what I'm saying. This is what they used to do. So you can't really imbibe the mushrooms uh, yourself without getting sick, uh, unless you dry them appropriately, Mm -hmm. and or you pass them through a reindeer. And so the way that you would dry them appropriately is you would put them in a stocking over a fire, or you would hang them on the pine tree that they grow on. Yeah. So that's that's basically all the symbols. Of that makes a lot. And then you, you eat the mushrooms, and then you go to the North Pole, mm-hmm. and you meet Santa's helpers. And, and the Santa's helpers, the elves, what they're actually doing is they're energetic, uh, like, elementals. And they are actually creating matter out of sound and light. So their job is literally creating presence, creating presence of gifts, creating, creating gift of presence, creating now, creating material reality. And um, so, and and yeah, the, the whole North Pole thing, it has to do with, you know, your Kundalini and the imbibing of the, um, the psilocybin 
or silicon. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the color scheme, the cookies, the milk and cookies, the cookies are a mushroom cap, a yeah. dried mushroom cap. Because the Amanita muscaria cap is red with white dots. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. wow. So it exactly. looks like a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, so every <laughs> single Christian Christmas symbol, uh, including the three day drying period, because it, it's all it's all based on the fact that the, the longest night of the year is December twenty first, and then you can't see the day, the length of day grow for three days. Yeah. So then on December twenty fifth is the first day that you notice that we're going into the new season. The, yeah. So it's the rebirth of the sun. Trios, trios of things are, are powerful. Yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah. I had a great time talking. You ever read the book? You ever read the book? Imagica. Anyhow, here, hang on. Imagica is excellent. But it has a whole different take on. Know, the five dominions, yeah. you know, the reality we live in, totally. and a whole different take on, you know, Jesus was a reconciler, not a messiah. He was there to reconcile yeah. the dominions back into one. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's like, a really interesting read. Yeah, man, we come up here a lot and just bullshit. Yeah, me too. I'm here, like, honestly every day almost. Really? Yeah. All right. We, well, we come else, up, like, my spot. Like Monday or Tuesday, yeah. this time and yeah. yeah. Uh, here, let me write it down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, no, yeah. I can't do it because I'm recording. But yeah, hang on. Okay. Hey, I'll just write it on here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Really? Cool. Yeah, I would love to talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I love I, it. I study this stuff primarily. Okay. Uh, Tentatively, our podcast is going to be called Two Deuce Bags with a Microphone. That's yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> Only we don't have a microphone yet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, it's really good. I like it. I, I, uh, I've been, like, flirting with the idea of getting into the podcast. You theme, should. But I just I, I just don't want the negative tension, uh, especially with, like, gematria, because it's, it's basically the killing. It's the code by which murder is done secretly. So, like, obviously no one using it negatively is going to want the information exposed. Yeah. And I've just had some very surreal experiences like trying to put out information like I'll, I'll like do a decode and then something fucking unexplainable will happen to me shortly thereafter yeah well here uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what the next one we do if you choose to want to be a part of it is we'll go into some different stuff like uh, theories on cryptocurrency just yeah. theories yeah, yeah, yeah you know just like what you think totally. it might be what it's going well, to it's clearly it's obviously the mark of the beast everything that we're what's going on right now is like revelation oh absolutely 13, 17 we're like we're literally in the book of revelations right now yeah we are about the only time yeah. we're in there is like right now yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. remarkable uh, and then we go away which is very concerning uh i mean i'm or at least the way i read it i i don't believe in the way that they preach fear in those religious texts, obviously. Oh, I, okay, I know what you mean. I, I don't mean it like that. No, what yeah, I mean no, is the sure. omission of us after that is what gets me. Because I don't think I see any mention of us after this. That's interesting. I I think I think that, again, it's all about... I think that we've been here a lot longer and uh, than, than they claim to be. I think the entire origin of it. I'll be right there. I mean... Look, I mean, they can't get anything else right. Why do they get this right? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah Why also they got this one gem, this yeah. one gem, and everything else is shit. Right. No, and it, but it's very interesting. I think that the biblical, uh, the uh, antediluvian, like the you know the, the flood. Yeah. Like there was a world before the flood. Uh, yeah. And I believe that the flood did kind of like cleanse the world. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, whether it be sent by God or if it was just like a plasma apocalypse based on the you know position of the planets. And yeah, stuff. it could have been. Yeah, 
you know, uh, but it's... Uh, but it could have been a tidal wave. I Who think, the hell I knows? Think everything that we're going through is directly related to this, like, plasma apocalypse that I know is coming because the Earth's poles are shifting, so that they're, they're trying to prepare us for this, like, this inevitable future. And um, they want it to be, like, the Georgia Guidestones future, where there's, like, only 500,000 people in the world, and everyone else is just wiped out. I got to look it up. The Center for Disease Control had these statistics out, and they had like the world marked down in like ten years to like a hundred million people. They're 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 never accurate with their projections of how much they want us to die. No, I, I know, but I mean, coronavirus being like the prime example, like they're totally inflating numbers in order yeah. to get their like. Uh, to get their uh, it's all about central banking digital currency it's like the whole reason that this whole shit is happening is because what the injections most likely really are is an attempt for them to hook us up biologically to the internet of things and the, the, the internet of bio nanotech so that's why they're injecting us with uh, paramagnetic uh, like substances and um, do you know what the substance they use to track this injection is called. It uses a bioluminescence, and it's called luciferase. <laughs> luciferase. Lucifer, A Z E. Yeah, luciferase. Well, Lucifer means light bringer. Exactly. So what they're doing is they're bringing. Yeah, the light, god of light. And yeah. they're using light bio, you know, bioluminescence to track these things around your body. And not to mention they're using um, like uh, graphene dioxide graphene oxide which is like a paramagnetic uh, thing that can they can use frequencies to build structures nanostructures yeah i've heard of graphene yeah. yeah so like it's just like it has to do with like carbon nanotubes type stuff you know? okay star trek uh, stuff I, i've got something on a slightly different note my mind's going everywhere because yeah. this conversation is but okay when people die and then they come back whenever later whatever you know yeah they see light Lucifer. Yeah, it's the false light. Uh, it's the false light. Don't go into the light. That's what I always yeah, thought. Don't ever go into light. Yeah, go, go into your heart. Because that's one thing that has never, never been uh, argued. Yeah. Everybody sees this light. Right. No, that's, you know, that's the false light mechanism. Uh, they say that the actual moon itself is the has a nuclear machine inside of it that they're using for this recycling program. There, there, there's literally a soul recycling plant inside of the moon. And... Uh, okay. And basically, it's you know, it's a it's a nuclear reactor that snatches your soul as it tries to es escape the, uh, the physical. Because yeah, okay. when you die, you maintain self awareness to a degree, uh -huh. and then you can either continue with self awareness or just dissipate into nothingness, depending on how self aware. So you, are. you kind of speak your own existence, like everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't maintain that awareness, like if you go into the light rather than into your heart center, the heart of hearts, uh, then you will get distracted by all these holographic spiritual, like fourth lower. Yeah, because er, er, yeah, like everything these, on earth. Because everything requires food. And uh -huh. uh, even things in the fourth dimension, things without bodies, things, plasma entities, they still need food in order to survive. They need okay. energy. Yeah. And wow. so, so that's why they set up these parasitic um, and, you know, soul traps yeah. for, for large planetary bodies of people to fall into their system so that they can be, uh, it's called loosh. Loosh is the life force energy that is taken against your will. Your, your mention of abstraction really struck a chord with me in uh, Frank Herbert's Dune books. He mm -hmm. talks about Gafla, the gadfly distraction. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one little thing that's a distraction, but it can totally ruin your life, right? Because yeah. you're distracted by this little thing, and then everything momentous yeah. happens. Well, distracted you're driving. Distracted. Yeah. And it kills so, you. And so in Dune, spice is loose. Yeah. It's they're, yeah. They're indistinguishable. That's true. So like. The way that they're getting energy is through through us, you know. Just like how the money system works, you know. Recently, like we are the collateral for the debts that are being being taken out by the government. Well, yeah. That is scary, and we are, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we really are. Yeah, soylent green is people, but soylent green is money. Yeah. And money is made out of people. Yep. And every dollar in circulation is someone in debt. Yeah. Yeah. Indentured servants. We all are. I mean, by this society. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. All right. hey, we'll talk to you soon, okay, man? Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Right here. All right. Sounds great. That was cool. That was very cool. That was awesome. Long time ago, um, there was this party house, and, and this one I worked at Justin Jim's uh, steakhouse. Oh yeah. Okay. And all of us partied at night. And the guy that worked there, he he lived back behind Justin Jim's. Um, and uh, anyhow, he. Uh, he, you know, he was divorced, and anyhow, so he had kind of like a party house back there. So me and a buddy of mine were sitting back there one night, and we're bored as hell. So we're daring each other to do stupid shit. So I told him, I said, all right, I forgot what he dared me. He probably ran around the block naked or something like that. Uh, something stupid, you know, clucking like a chicken, or, you know, or, or like, I don't know, you know, just stuff that we could come up with that we could do. So I'm looking around, I look next door, and uh, it, I guess there's like some party or something going on, and neither one of us heard about it, so we're the only two tool bags sitting there at that party house, and we're just sitting there going, fuck, man, this is boring as hell. So, you know, we're doing this stupid shit that we're daring each other to do. So I, uh, I look out, and there's a house next to it with this little porch. I go, hey, go out there, take a dump on the porch, light it on fire, bang on a door and then come back <laughs> sure no problem so hey i'm sitting there and i see this silhouette in the moonlight this shadowy figure fucking squatting <laughs> see these fucking couple of turds come out and see him fucking throw up his shorts real quick and, and all this is just a shadowy figure then i see him stooped over it took him a long time to get this fucker lit. I see him over there laboring, and I'm going, oh, shit. So then he, like, throws some leaves or some shit on it, and finally I see this little flame. And as I see this, like, he kind of clenches up, like, yeah! <laughs> and, all of, and all of this is shadowy, right? So anyhow, I'm like, ah, good, good, good job, well done. So he comes back, he sits down, and we're sitting there waiting, 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 nothing. We both end up passing out. So at three in the morning, I wake up and I see like this glow. It's kind of an orange glow through the uh, um, through the blinds. Yeah. What the hell? And I hear a bunch of rustling and shit and people talking. All of a sudden, it dawned on me. Oh, fuck. Oh shit! He burnt down the house next door. Oh my god. So anyhow, I get up. I I go over there. And there's like four firefighters with this hose and a guy standing out there shaking his head and they're all laughing because someone shit his shit on their porch, lit it, and it caught their porch on fire. <laughs> because nobody fucking answered the door. They were probably sound asleep. Maybe they're on sleeping pills or something. 
Hey, I'm like, dude, dude, wake up. He's like, oh, fuck, man. I'm on, I'm on probation. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to jail. I'm like, dude, calm down. It didn't burn the house down, man. Nobody died or nothing. Listen, they're all out there laughing and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the homeowner's like shaking his head like, who the fuck did this? Uh. <laughs> so anyhow. <laughs> Have I ever told you about my uh, prank phone call uh, deal? I used to do no. phone booth. Well, uh, this is the old Quick Trip in Belvedere, the one right off the highway, right off of uh, 71 or 49 or whatever, mm -hmm. at 155th Street, down there in that little pit there, right off the exit ramp. There used to be a Quick Trip. And one day I'm like in there getting a soda or some shit, right? And I noticed the phone rang. Is this probably a drug deal or something? Yeah. And some guy jumps out of his car and starts answering. I'm like, huh, I didn't know those things had numbers. <laughs> not only did I not know they have numbers, I didn't realize that people fucking answer them. Yeah, the the idea of calling into a payphone didn't occur to me until I saw someone do it on a TV show. I was like, what? Yeah, you it's can like, do that? you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was just one way you got on there and said, hey, uh, uh, I'm down here at the Quick Trip, man. Whenever you want to come down, you know, I, I got the uh, I got the pet cage and the, uh, and the rubbers, you know, whatever. <laughs> so... Uh, so uh, anyhow, so I walk over there and I get a pen from the guy in the Quick Trip and wrote down the numbers. There's like three of them, and they're like you know in a little semicircle. And back in the days, I mean, like you mentioned the other day, how nasty that was. Yeah. Some guy get up there and start spitting all over the phone, talking, and then you go pick it up right after. <laughs> yep. And, and, Jam it right up oh. to the hole in your face that you eat through. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now when I think about it, I cringe. Oh. So anyhow, it, it, it's probably a dirt bag from Belvedere anyhow with no teeth, you know, <laughs> fuck. So uh, anyhow, I get these numbers down, and uh, anyhow, one day I'm over at my friend Davies, and we're bored, and I go, hey man, I go, I got something we can do. What's that? See these three numbers? Yeah. They're the number two, the payphones in Belvedere Quick Trip. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's just call it and fuck with people. <laughs> eh, sure. Okay. So, you know, we'd, we'd call up, and the first time, it took a long time. I don't think anyone was there. Someone answered, hello. Hey, you know this is pay phone? I go, hey, you know, uh, you're a dickhead. You know, just, and just start screwing with them. Go, yeah, you're a piece of shit, man. Hey, you know who I got right next to me? Who? Your mom. Ah. And, you know, people get pissed off. Fuck you, bitch, and all this stuff. So, uh, anyhow, we, you know, we, we call them up and harass them. People get so fucking mad. You know, we get them so mad, they threaten to kill us. They're going to come over, and we're like, well, you're going to kill me when you don't know where I'm at, bitch. You know, this is before, this is in maybe early 90s at the most, late 80s, whatever, somewhere yeah. in that time frame. And, I mean, it was just, I mean, we had nothing else to do, so we'd call up and just get people so mad. Davey used to do this farmer impression. He used to tell the guy <laughs> that his fucking goats were in his yard, and he was mad. Or you fucking cattle trampled my fucking sheep, you bitch. I don't have, I don't have no farm. Yeah, you do, you son of a bitch. I know this is you, Mr. Johnson. You get your ass over here, and you get my dead fucking sheep, and you better fucking bury it. If you don't, I'm going to come over there, I'm going to slap the stupid out of you, and that's going to take all day because you're pretty fucking stupid. And he would just keep railing on him, and the people get so mad and argue about, I don't have a farm. I ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And he would just keep going, ain't got no farm, you dumb son of a bitch. And, and these people get so mad. So uh, anyhow, one day I'm over there, I'm like, hmm, you know, it's starting to get boring. People get mad, then they hang up. 
then a lot of people just go, ah, eh, fuck you, you know, and hang up. The smarter ones do. Yeah. And although I question him answering a payphone. And <laughs> yeah. everyone goes, oh, you know this is a payphone, don't you? You know, it's like, okay. I heard right. that one before. All right, hang on. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you do? I noticed there's a White House right behind there. So, anyhow, I'm like, hmm. Okay, all right. Everyone always wants to know where I live at. I guess I'm going to live in that White House right behind the payphone. <laughs> so, anyhow, you know, most people are just kind of like they hang up and they don't want to go to that White House. This one guy that I was fucking with just constantly going, hey, you piece of shit, man. Yeah, you just don't sound right without a dick in your mouth. You sound completely different. Yeah, you ball gargler. And all this stuff, man. You you smell like chode. And this guy's just getting fucking madder than hell. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Where you at? And I go, you want to know where I'm at, bitch? Yeah. Now, over there. Look to your left. Oh, no, no. Not that left. The other left, moron. Okay, you see that left? Over there? See that White House? Ooh. I'm right here, motherfucker. I'm looking out the window. I'm waiting for your fucking fat ass to come beat me up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smack the stupid out of you, and I'm going to do it in front of everybody. I'm going to call people over to watch me smack the fuck out of you. And this guy's getting mad. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Man. Oh, and, you know, and I'm pretty sure the guy went over there. He was so mad. So he was so mad that he didn't even completely hang up. I heard it go click, and then it fell on the ground. Uh. So he didn't look back or nothing. And anyhow, I hear a car peeling out, so... I don't know about that guy in that White House, but I'm pretty sure he got into a pretty good fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, anyhow, I should have looked the, at the police blotter the next day. Man in White House beaten to death by, out, by it, outraged well, there, was, there wasn't an internet, so it was like one of those well, deals where I had to wait for one of those little uh, regional uh, magazines, you know, like the South Side or whatever, the yeah. Grandview Circle or whatever, the, the Grandview Dick Smack or whatever, <laughs> you know, one of those stupid little fucking mags to come out, South Side Idiot, whatever. So, uh, hey, I never did find out, you know, and I didn't want to know. I was afraid someone might have got killed and that whole scuff up, you know, but yeah. Could be. It was, it was at the hands of entertainment, so I justified it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. were, were you briefly entertained? Oh, I was entertained for a while. I mean, there especially the guys that just continue to get mad and just continue to try to insult you and one-up you without a brain. Yeah. And you continue, like, Davey, just roll over so many insults on him. And they just keep getting madder and madder and go, oh, yeah, fuck you. Oh, my God, you got me. Oh, oh, you went to the F-bomb. Oh, someone get me some iced tea. Oh, my God. Oh, the pain. You know. (laughs) And, uh, anyhow, so the the finality was um, I was calling down there. And this is later. I got bored with it. And I went back to it. And uh, this chick answers. And I started saying something, you know, just started blathering some sort of shit to try to piss her off. She goes, Mark Wallace. Uh, 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 Oops. Who is this? This is Danielle. Oh, fuck. What are you doing calling a payphone? Uh, long story. Hey, she busted me. Yeah. That was the last time I called. I'm like, fuck, man. I just, that, that's it, man. So no fun God. anymore. It's done. Yep. <laughs> Cancel Christmas. Yeah. Pharmacy's closed. <laughs> Did you hear about the uh, creepy dolls that uh, keep appearing on Texas beaches? No. Dolls? Like like blow-up dolls? Like life-size? One of them was. The first one was a blow-up doll. Ooh, okay. 
but there are others. Yeah, there's a lot of others. Um, anyhow, uh, so this uh, was like not all at the same time. It just no, had... no, no. This is over time. There's still a period. Oh, creepier. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Well, there's a, you know, there there's shales, sea creatures, assorted creatures. You know, they wash up on the sandy shores of these uh, Texas coastal mm-hmm. uh, uh, beach every day. You know, about 30 miles northeast of Corpus Christi. Researchers okay, yeah. at Mission, I think it's uh, Arkansas, I think it's, no, Arnas. Sorry about this. This is printed out. I'm running out of ink. And, and, uh, <laughs> researchers at Mission Arnas Reserve uh, find all these uh, things, you know, in these dolls. Lots and lots of the dolls start just started showing up on this beach, you know. Hmm. They're missing their hair and limbs and... Uh, and they're encrusting in barnacles, so it makes them look really creepy. Yeah. You know, the dolls have been appearing on this Texas barrier <clears throat> island for years. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's not like the container went overboard and they're going to wash up for a week or two and then go away. No, no. Uh, anyhow, okay. Jace Tunnell, the director of the mission of Ar- Arnosis Reserve at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute, told uh, Southern Living, which is where this uh, article came from, that the dolls seem particularly drawn to the uh, area between Padre Island and Martagoa Island. Mm. Padre Island is where people used to go for spring break. I think they still do, but yeah. it's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, researchers say that the 40-mile stretch and coast twice a week looking for sea turtles, marine mammals, and endangered bird species. So, you know, they're looking for birds and, mm-hmm. you know, the sea lions, sea turtles, what have you. So anyhow, he describes the creepy dolls and other debris as a, you know, as a, it's just a perk of the job, you know. Yeah. They're sitting there looking for, you know, these species, and then they find these crazy looking dolls. Uh. And the reason these dolls look crazy is because they've been manipulated by the sea, and they have barnacles on them, yeah. or, you know. It, uh, you know, every day is something new, and, and you know, it said you just find everything that you possibly could in these dolls. I mean, I wish I could show these pictures on here of these dolls, because they are very creepy looking. Well, it's something they, someone can probably pretty easily find just with a quick Google search. Just type in creepy dolls washing up on Texas coast. You'll probably well, find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, he, he thinks that they're coming from Mexico. Hmm. And they get, um, you know, a hurricane hits there, and these are like a child's dolls. Oh, they get swept in. And he said they carry very well. And the current will take them from that particular area in Mexico that gets hit by hurricanes often, and it carries them to that specific place in Texas. Yeah, yeah, they can track the the currents and find out where something came from. Think about a doll. A doll would float, and it's really light, so it could go probably anywhere. Yeah. To me, the bigger mystery is, uh, um, I told you about Ocean Manor before, you know, and that's where me and Val used to go. We're not going to go there anymore mm-hmm. because it's really become, like, just real shady. But this is where Dennis Rodman hung out all the time. Oh, and, wow. And he'd be in a fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and anyhow, uh, um, anyhow, Ocean Manor, one of the reasons that they got really popular was uh, they had a, a giant cross show up there real heavy cross oh, wow yeah just show up there on the beach and they call it their holy gift from the beach i have a lot of pictures of it because we stayed in ocean Manor a lot of times yeah well at first they thought that this came from this church in puerto rico and uh and uh during a hurricane 
they thought it was it. Then they sent the church pictures of it, asking if they wanted it back. It did not come from that church. Nobody knows where it came from, but it's an extremely heavy cross. And where it landed is where it stays, and they put a shrine around it. It's really neat. Wow. To me, that's more of a mystery than the dolls. Yeah. So that still would freak you out to walk up on one of those creepy looking dolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a matter of fact, I mean, would you even take it home? No. No, yeah. no, no, no. I was, I was starting to wonder maybe some of those dolls were packed full of contraband. But that seems like a pretty inefficient way to move it. And why would just a few dolls get washed overboard? I think if someone's going to try to smuggle something into the country in dolls, that they would be in a truck and not just. Yeah, you know what? I never thought about that, like being full of cocaine or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make sense why they'd be in the ocean washing up at random times. That that marine biologist, I think, probably hit it on (laughs) that. It goes over there, and, you know, a hurricane goes over there and destroys houses. Yeah. And, you know, it takes, like, these light things like dolls, tosses them in the air. Yeah. They end up in the ocean, and then the currents bring them to that part of Texas because wherever the, um, is, um, evidently it's a place in Texas, or in Mexico that gets, that's very prone to hurricanes. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the hurricane tracks. It's kind of like Lake be... Charles, Indiana, uh, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. You know, it gets hit every year, sometimes two or three times. It could even be like you know, the hurricane is picking up uh, out of the garbage dumps. In, yeah, that's along true. Along the coast, and then dolls are so light and uh-huh, float, they float you know, The rest yeah. of the stuff either gets it breaks down or it, or it sinks or, or something. But these dolls are light enough to float and be noticed. Or, so yeah, there's there's a number of different ways they could get into the ocean, but yeah, the fascinating part is seeing what months or maybe years floating in the ocean has has done to the to the doll itself. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yesterday's technology today. It's not radio. It's podcast. Where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 